Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A southern storm of bold, liberating rock shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome back to this episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. As usual, we are very grateful for everybody for uh, listening to the podcast downloading it and participating on the Facebook page, sharing all their favorite music with us. With me is my uh, friend and co-host, Jason Johannes. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Brian, man. I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. Somehow, some way, don't know how I got it, but I I got the old COVID somehow, you know, besides wearing masks and social distancing and all that. Had like a little bit of a beginning of a cold last Thursday and I had a regular uh, checkup just at that point, just coincidentally. So I got the old nose swab and then came back positive on Sunday. So I've been having a little Netflix vacation. and But uh, I feel fine now. It seems like it was just like a little bit of a cold that never went anywhere, except for I had some really bad body aches for the first three days, which was a lot of fun. But uh, I seem to be doing fine now and ready to talk about some music, talk about Nashville. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, I'm one, I'm glad that you're feeling okay, because that's always Thank you. you never know how that's going to go. And yeah, I've been checking in on you every day because I've been right. worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we going to talk about with Nashville? Uh, we'll reveal our guests here in a little bit. But uh, I think, you know, my my uh, curiosity is always when I, I read interviews with guys, you know, I've, I've read interviews with Rich Robinson. It seems to make reference to. Uh, the fact that there's, you know, there's a big corporate uh, kind of songwriting scene in, in Nashville and a lot of guys who kind of like, you know, they do their own thing. They're kind of the antithesis to that as, as far as I'm guessing. I know when I saw the uh, the Sonic Highways, you know, Dave Grohl documentary, the episode he did in Nashville, he had uh, Zach Brown on. And, and I guess Zach Brown really had to like fight against that entity to, to do his own thing. Um, so I'm just wondering what your take is on it and, you know, what, what your experiences have, have been when you've, you've been there to kind of, kind of check out some local music and places. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think we've had quite a few people on so far who either are from Nashville or definitely have Nashville relationships, both and big and small. And I think you're kind of talking about the dichotomy between what's the corporate scene look like versus still that try to keep that independent thing going. And, you know, asking me about my experiences there, I think it's 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 this like spot on. Like there is definitely like the more corporate places that you can go to and check out, and that's what would be like the you know the big kind of the amphitheater there where these these huge acts come through and play, where the Predators play, um, even Broad uh, Broadway, which is that you know the famous street with all the bars and honky tonks up and down it, where where you see a lot of people play. That's mostly corporate. But at the same time, too, if you know where you're going and what to look for, there are a nice, uh, some pretty cool independent venues and independent places to go and see, too. That's that's definitely has that original kind of independent rebel streak that a lot of these um, Nashville artists are, are kind of known for. So really, you know, it's got the best of both worlds for the most part, as, as I think we've heard a couple of people talk about. It's just what do you want and, and where do you want to go to see it? As far back as when, you know, I talked to the guys in uh in them dirty roses you know they talked about how like it's kind of the place you know what's you know what's left of the music businesses there that's where you go and you find your management and your agent yeah. and your booker and all that and they said for those guys that they're they're based there but they don't necessarily play around there too much they kind of kind of go out in the regional area and beyond you know but, and, but they've said as others have said like it's the 
it's the place if you're looking for for you know other like-minded musicians like at their level of you know where they're at to find those people and have that camaraderie and to really you know it's that opportunity to to you know really establish you know positive relationships with with other people in this in you know that you're in the same your same boat and uh you know especially the guys that, that aren't quite you know really up on that huge famous level you know they find you know their bands that are in the in you know in the same status and just support each other and kind of have their own kind of little you know kind of niche in there and and uh really you know feed off of each other and and uh keep that positive energy going as, as they're moving forward yeah i mean in nashville it's just i mean it is really kind of a cool place good good food good kind of like um whiskey and bourbon if you're into that like i am you're you're really close to the bourbon trail and great music and i know that city really started out as a country music city and it's still known as the country music capital of the world you know we've got the ryman auditorium with grand old opry and moved over to the new grand old opry where they're still still kicking um i've toured both like the ryman auditorium has so much history through it it's really cool there's some great displays of artists that have come through it including the black crows who you and i love um I'd love to see a show there, man. They've had people from from like Dolly Parton's all the way up to the Teslas, the Crows. Like it is, they'll take anybody and everybody, and it really is like a church of music. And then, um, you know, for me, and the Country Music Hall of Fame's there too. But for me, it's really interesting though how how or why that started as a country music place, but really turned into the pop and rock um, capital of the U.S. or capital of the world too. Not, not really how that happened i mean do you have any thought on like how that transitioned or kind of drawn those guys in yeah that's you know i think that's the one thing that i'm not absolutely sure about like how it went from you know los angeles was used to be like the Mm -hmm. biggest you know place of the music business and then how it got to nashville that you know i'm really i'm not really sure about that it just it just did at some point you know um i know like uh once again referring back to uh interview with rich robinson he said like that's just where all the guitar players are that's where everybody is and i think too is that a lot of folks probably got tired of the the hugeness of la and the crowdedness Mm -hmm. and the expense and all that it's like well hey we can go move this really super hip you know music city it's not very expensive not as expensive to live there and all the guitar players are here and all the you know kind of bluesy rock southerny kind of guys are here and and that's that's you know it seems where it's all that you know steve gorman moved there quite a, quite a while ago and there's so many people there i mean even up through like dave mustaine from megadeth lives mm-hmm. in Nashville. yeah and right yeah and mick mars from motley crew and and uh you know i can't i can't always pronounce his last name nick the producer nick rasculinitz is that how yeah, you pronounce his I, last name he's just done the <laughs> alice and chains records and rush yep. and I know he's based out of there and is so many, so many, uh, uh, great artists. So yeah, I, I, you know, you can go on, go and do a search of, of, uh, musicians from there and you'll find every kind of band, every kind of, you know, as the guys that we've talked to, you know, have told us like, you know, you'll have heavy metal bands there. You have punk bands. You'll have like, yeah, you know, so, so many people are there. Just, I just think it's like, you know, like what's left of the music business and, and the music hub there. And like, you know, that's just where all the studios are and all the, all the managers and, you know, and, and all the agents and bookers. And it just, it just sounds like a pretty good place. Um, well, here's my theory. And I want your thoughts on it before we move into who our, who our guest is this week. Um, 
So I was thinking about this, and my theory is when country music really started becoming a lot more mainstream popular in the 90s and early 2000s, and we kind of moved away from rock, rock, grunge, and all that, moved away from the L.A., moved away from New York, that was really the the popular style of music, right? We had um, uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, Shania Twain, all that kind of stuff. So that's really where the popularity went. And it became this area. So I think a lot of these bands and these people who wanted to actually get in and, and be in a band or be popular or meet the people who are driving the music industry went there because that's where all all the happenings were at that point. I think you're spot yeah. on to talk about it yeah. shifted from L.A., went from the rock and the hair metal and all that scene, or from Seattle, from grunge, to country, to Nashville, and it just brought the other musicians to it. That's my theory. Very true. I think it's very, very true. And... uh but, you know, like I said, we've got to talk to some guys before and we're going to be talking, you know, we did, we talked to someone uh, from there as well, uh, our guest and, and the band that he's in. You want to let us know who that is, Jason? Yes. So we're getting ready to talk to Clinton, the lead singer of the band, um, uh, Stone Senate, which is out of, mostly out of Nashville. Clinton's out of Nashville. Um, the, a lot of his bandmates are out of Mississippi, but they call Nashville home. Um, Stone Senate is they they've got three albums out working on number four they have a new single out from their, their, their a new album that's gonna be coming out at some point they sort of transitioned for me if you listen to the early stuff as a more of a country modern country slash rock band and i think on their last album which i really like star city they really became a southern more of a southern rock band with hints of country to it and uh clinton woolsey is the name of the guy and i i made sure i pronounced this right Clinton Woolsey, the lead singer of Stone Senate. And I tell you what, I'm a big fan of the Star City record. You know, and they also have guitar player. Guitar players in the band are James Edwards, Ted Ted Hennington, and uh, brothers on the rhythm section, Paul Zettler on bass, David Zettler on drums. Uh, you know, they I've heard and shared their latest single, Whiskey Helps, which is Whiskey a, Helps, yep. a great tune, very heavy. I've seen an acoustic version of it as well. Which we should post on our Facebook page, I think. I think that would be really good. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to play that one out at the end of the end of the episode. I do like the song, and I do like um, their perspective of Whiskey Helps. I, I believe that to be true, too. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. All right, well, uh, let's uh, do just that and go into our interview uh, with Clinton Woolsey from Stone Senate. Welcome to our interview for this episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. We are very lucky uh, this week to have someone from a band out of Nashville. And as always, I pitch it over to my friend and co-host, Jason, to let the listeners know who we have today. We have the great band Stone Synodon with Clint, the lead singer, correct? Yes, sir. That's it, man. Clint Woolsey. Did I get that right? You sure did, man. Only about 50% of people pronounce that last name correctly, man. And you got it spot on, brother. <laughs> well, I've got a hard last name, too. So I'm very, you know, I try to be very attuned to people's last names. <laughs> right. I understand. I do the same thing, having a, a name, last name that's mispronounced like that. So, <laughs> so uh, 
we, you know, obvious question lately is like what you guys have been doing to stay busy during the pandemic when you can't get out there and play. Well, you know what, man, uh, I guess long story short, we had a really full year. You know, our, our thing is, you know, you try and play live as much as humanly possible. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, once everything kind of started canceling, uh, or rescheduling or whatever for next year, um, we, we said, Hey man, let's just go in and, and start doing a record and try to, you know, uh, finish writing the record obviously. And, and so, uh, it all worked out well for us, man. So we were able to go in and do 13, uh, brand new songs, you know? And so, cause it's been over four years, you know, since we've had any new music, you know? So it was, uh, it, it all worked out, you know, uh, well, you know, for us, man. So, uh, we, we were lucky in that. <laughs> that aspect of this you know so can can you give us some back history of how the band started how it got together uh yeah you know um the bass player uh paul zettler and i uh started playing back in 2009 uh and we were playing with uh with a few other guys uh here in nashville and uh you know how how bands go i guess life gets in the way of uh of, of things sometimes and uh we had different members having to leave uh you know for different reasons over the years and uh so i guess about uh sorry there i lost you guys there for a minute um and so uh i guess about 2012 or so um we had paul's younger brother david join us on drums and then uh, a couple years later, we had James, uh, who's a, one of the lead players, join us. And then about a year and a half ago, we had uh, Ted join us. And so um, the, the weird thing was that we've all known each other for several years, you know, and um, they're all right around from Meridian, Mississippi, you know, and, and so they've all played together for years, you know, and uh, it's just kind of wild how it all worked out like that you know and so um uh but luckily it did all work out man because it's a great group of guys you know and, uh and everybody gets along well and writes really well together and stuff and and so it's a it's it's really cool man it's a real cool experience being in the band with these guys you know so you have brothers in the band is it more like the almond brothers or is it more like the black crows brothers <laughs> you know uh a little probably 50 50 man you know <laughs> They're, uh, they're, they're great, man. You know, one's a, obviously the bass player, one's a drummer, you know, yep. and so, um, they got the, the brotherly rhythm section thing going and they also, they're great singers, man, you know, and they've got that real cool brotherly harmony thing going as well, you know? And so, uh, it's, uh, it works out, you know, they, they, uh, they fight like normal brothers too, but, uh, but they love as well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not breaking up fist fights on the road. No, man, it's not too bad, you know. <laughs> How do you describe your music, you know, because, you know, I think there's, we always talk about the the comment that Greg Allman made that when people say Southern rock, well, Southern rock is just rock rock. So, I mean, is that, but then a lot of bands embrace it too, like Blackberry Smoke. So, like what, you know, you know, I don't know, like some bands don't like to be categorized or whatever, so... How do you feel about that? What, what, what would you say, like, if somebody asked, hey, what kind of music do you play? You know, um, I, I love the term Southern rock, man. You know, it's, uh, 
you know, because it's not as hard or edgy, I guess, as your active rock. You know what I mean? And um, and uh, you just get it. To me, it's a different kind of feeling, you know, playing or listening to that kind of music and stuff, man. And uh, honestly, we were just thought of ourselves as a rock band. But since everybody's from uh, mostly Meridian, Mississippi, and I'm here in Asheville, we kind of got we started having people saying, well, these guys are Southern rock, I guess, you, you know? And so, uh, so we just kind of went with it, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I, I, I we, you know, we've always all been fans of, you know, Southern rock, the Allman brothers and, uh, Skinner and everything. And so, uh, it, it's cool, man. You know, I, we, we, we like that, that term, you know, there's some, some great acts out there. Absolutely. Under that name, you know, so under that description, I guess. So So were you in Nashville before the other guys moved up from Meridian or? Well, they actually still live down in Meridian. Uh, one okay. guy actually uh, closer to Hattiesburg now, and the two brothers are in Meridian. And uh, Ted, our other guitar player, is uh, he's in Butler, Alabama, which isn't too far from Meridian, you know, kind of right across the state line there, you know. So we uh we're gonna ask you the same question that we asked. We just recently talked to Tyler Bryant and we're always people like I want to know like from an outsider's perspective, like what what's your take on Nashville? Is it big corporate songwriter scene that you gotta kinda like coexist with? Is it you know, I I assume that's like Nashville is a place to go because that's what's left of what you know, the music business. So what What's your take on take on you know being in Nashville? You know the camaraderie. Is it what's it like for you for you guys? Man, there's definitely a ton of really cool camaraderie. You know here, uh, so you kind of get a little bit of both worlds. You get the corporate world, obviously. You know, uh, pretty big presence here, but you also get a really cool. Uh, you get the other side, I guess. You know, because uh, there's man, there's a, tons of great players here and, and great bands and stuff in nashville you know ranging from country to hard rock to uh you know southern rock and uh the kind of alt alt rock stuff you know and some cool alt kind of country stuff or real kind you know like the older style country i guess um so you kind of get you get a little bit of everything man which is which is really cool you know because you never know who you may end up on a show with uh in nashville you know because they they mostly try and kind of mix it up you know what i mean with the different genres and stuff and it's you know uh, so it's it, it's pretty cool man you know it's um there's a lot to take in here <laughs> so you can get pulled up with anybody at any time to play with any style of music is what i'm hearing yeah 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 man you know we play with uh a lot of country acts and stuff and we play with a lot of hard rock acts you know and yeah and and kind of in between and stuff, man. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, though, man. If you're just an all-around music lover, you know, um, Nashville's a, a cool spot to be in for sure. Heck yeah! Plus all the great guitar shops you can go and peruse, like all the all the classic stuff. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. There's some there's some really cool spots here, you know. If you're, if you're into music, man, Nashville's a, a happening happening place to be, you know. I know so that's. I guess, but <laughs> so you're able to find your spot in there. It's not like oversaturated. Like you guys are comfortable there doing your thing. And 
Yeah, man. It, you know, most everybody here is really supportive of, of each other. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, because everybody's trying to move towards the same goal, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you're trying to pay your bills and, uh, buy playing music, I, I guess, you know, was it was the original, uh, goal, I, I guess, you know, sure. of most everybody I'd imagine, you know, and so whether you're playing cover songs down on Broadway at one of the bars or you're mm-hmm. doing original tunes at a little club somewhere, you know, uh, everybody's still trying to get, you know, headed towards the same goal, I guess, you know. Have you guys hit those bars on Broadway much or is that something that's in your past? Uh, you know what? We, we used to. We all separately played in, you know, cover bands and stuff. Sure. And, um, and we did. We all have done that for several years you know and then uh about the last eight years or so we've really kind of just been focused on this band you know and, and trying to write and and uh and just trying to play live with this band as, as much as as possible you know um but uh it, it's something to be said man for playing the bars around nashville though it's a it's a good time man you yeah. know and so it's uh and you know you the way I see it, man, you kind of get your, you, you work your chops up, your playing chops, your singing chops, you know, and because, uh, you know, you kind of forced to, I guess. When well, and they don't let any slouches just play in those bars either, too. So for you guys to have to be really good musicians to be able to get through that circuit. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. And the other cool thing is, you know, you always, uh, you know, you, you meet some really cool folks you know, some other players and, and, uh, you know, cause they, and then they get tourists from all over the world that come through there. Right. You know? So it, it's cool, man. It's, it was definitely a fun way to make, to, to make some money, you know, make, make a living, you know, but, um, uh, like I said, you know, it, at one point about eight years ago or so we were like, man, let's, let's try and focus in on stone Senate and, and make the most of it that, that we can, you know? In Nashville, do you guys play a lot of shows there, or is that more of a base to go, you know, regionally out from there? Um, you know, man, we used to play uh, like every week, you know, uh, we'd be playing somewhere. And then it was kind of felt like it was getting a little like oversaturated, I, I guess, you know. Um, and so now, I, I guess about the last three or four years, we've been playing three or four shows a year in Nashville, you know, and at that point, you know, you're, you try and make it as big of a deal as, as you can, you know what I mean? And really focus on getting your crowds and stuff out, you know, but, uh, but yeah, starting out, man, yeah, we, we were playing every possible show in Nashville that, that we, that we could get our hands on, you know? And so now it's kind of the, we play every show we possibly can, uh, if we can physically make it there. <laughs> outside <laughs> still you know so <laughs> uh we mentioned tyler bryant before i'm like i'm wondering who else in nashville that's specifically more in the southern rock genre if you cross paths with I, on a previous episode i talked to uh talked to andrew and frank from them dirty roses so i'm just wondering you know who who do you cross paths with who you know or support and go out and see and whatnot you know what man um the, them dirty roses they're they're great man we uh we don't know them real well you know but we've met them a few times and stuff and really nice guys great band man and tyler bryant and the shakedown those guys are killer too you know uh, 
well, we don't we don't know those guys, but um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we met at some point. You know, uh, all being in Nashville and stuff. But sure, um, you know, there's uh, there, there's so many bands like like I said. You know, it's um, it's really uh, it, it's hard not to find a good show. I guess you know to to go and, and catch you know here. So um, uh, I always try and catch I, the, although they're not from nashville i always uh, i'm a big drive-by truckers fan mm-hmm. you know and uh whitey morgan and stuff you know it's always trying to catch those guys when they come through town L- lucero you know yep. um but uh but yeah there's uh uh i guess it'd be hard to kind of pin down uh any other local acts you know what i mean um it kind of hadn't been in the i hadn't really been out in the scene i guess in the last couple of years so i feel like I'm, I'm i could be missing out on some stuff. too much your own torn yeah right well yeah yeah that was uh that was the idea we we're going yeah. for and then obviously this year there hadn't really been a whole lot of live stuff happening for anybody unfortunately you know <laughs> yeah i was just about to ask you that like like who that we haven't mentioned or who would be a band off the top of your head that you've you know listen to around that area that we may not have heard of, like who is someone that you'd say like, Hey man, you got to check these guys out. Uh, you know, um, that's a good question, man. There was a, there was a cool band called, uh, called the running, you know, that, that was, uh, local. They were kind of, uh, reggae rock kind of stuff, you know, and, um, Yeah, that, that's a good question, man. Like I said, I'm kind of out of the out of the loop a little bit, you know. Um, but uh, that doesn't keep me from going out, you know. But uh, uh, I'm kind of out of the loop on who's who's hitting it pretty good now. Here. Yeah, yeah. I apologize, man. I, I, no, I should, hey, should know no worries. stuff better here. So how's the pandemic like? Again, you're affecting Nashville. Nashville's a, a great music hub, known for live music. I mean, what's what's the scene look like right now? Well, yeah, there isn't much of a scene, man. Really, you know, uh, uh, really only the like the the bars that are open, um, you know, have the kind of more leaning more towards like the cover bands, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that are that are able to play right now. You know. Um, so <clears throat> hopefully that the whole scene will kind of open back up, you know, at, at least by, uh, February or March, you know, and next year, um, uh, I, you know, it's, it, it, it's wild, man. I, I know a lot of the venues were scared that they may not yeah. be able to reopen, you know, financially and stuff. And so that, that's been a big thing around here is trying to save the save the stages i think it's save the stages yep i'm a yeah. big supporter of that that's a great idea because we would hate to lose those independent venues those great venues that so many of particularly modern rock bands these days have to play through right that's just that's that's your bread and butter yeah man absolutely. a lot of these places have been around for a long time you know and and uh you know uh some of them are not the nicest looking places inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of history yeah, man, tons of history and, you know, and uh, and if those places close down, I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, you never know if other places will spring up and, 
you know, and, and, and open or, or not, man, you know, so uh, I'd hate to lose, uh, you know, lose any venues, man, you know, just because there, there's so many great ones here, here in town. We know? just need a We Are The World style music video with all y'all for the Save Our Stages things to get this thing going. I know it, dude. That's <laughs> a good idea, man. <laughs> Somebody needs to write that Save Our Stages, We Are the World kind of thing. I'll write it down. I need a producer credit on that. I'm marking it down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the music that you guys have made, your records, and you know, and then go into like what comes next. So take your time. And... Uh, yeah, man. You know, um, we've uh, with this record, we, uh, we always had wanted to work with uh, a guy named Toby Wright who produced this record. Uh, he had mixed our, our last record, the star city. And, um, so, uh, we were able to work with him on, on this thing. And, uh, he actually helped us, you know, while we were writing the songs and then obviously recording them and, and putting them all together and stuff. And so, uh, now that that is, is it's, uh, I guess it's done as far as, uh, recording it, you know, but, once that goes out, man, um, hell, we've already kind of started writing for the, the next record, man. We thought about maybe doing a little, like, acoustic mm-hmm. EP, like a, you know, sap or a jar of flies kind of thing from nice like what did, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, probably do something like that, uh, you know, uh, further on down the road next year and stuff. And then um, and then hopefully be back in doing a, another full record you know um um, next year you know yeah that that'd be great i mean at least one thing that's positive that's been coming out of this pandemic is a lot of people or bands who normally been on the road have had time to sit down and and create new music i mean tyler bryant just talking to him the other day like brian said they went and just started jamming and all of a sudden they've got 13 songs for an album ready to go right with no expectation so you road dogs are always out there this is a great time you guys get to sit down and create some new music yeah, man. And, you know, the down thing is you end up getting to know your bandmates even more. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Sure, sure. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that's great. Yeah, man. When Tyler Bryant and those guys, man, j- just like you said, they were just kind of kicking around some jams and, and now they got a new record. That, that That's awesome, dude. You know, that, I mean, t- to me, that's that's a, yeah. a cool way to, to, to do a record. You know, you guys I mean? could totally do the acoustic stuff too. You got quite a few video videos on YouTube with doing more acoustic, acoustic or really stripped down stuff. You guys sound great. Yeah. Oh man. I, thank you so much, Jason. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. You know, we, we got into doing that stuff, uh, doing some small little like radio, you know, you squeeze in some radio station visits, you know, uh, in the mornings while you're out playing and stuff. And, uh, all that stuff is normally acoustic, you know, and so uh, it was really cool how, how it all came together because it's kind of like a whole different sound for us. But we all really dig playing the acoustic stuff, you know, uh, as well as the electric. So it's a it's a nice little change up, man, being able to do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, post pandemic, post COVID, like where when you guys go out there and tour, like how, how far are you taking your stuff? You mean uh, like how far do you go like throughout the country and where would you think you'd be going ahead next? You know, man, we kind of just we've gone all over the the country pretty much. You know, uh, um, sometimes we haven't had the best routing uh, as we were looking ourselves for a long time. <laughs> you know, like we did like 
uh, Daytona to Sturgis one time. Oh. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit of a hike. Yeah, it, it was a little, little much, but you know, uh, it was uh, it was fun while while it was happening. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've been all the way out to uh, you know as far as California. If we go that far out, we normally try and stay out there for a few weeks sure. and play as much as we can. And then, uh, and then you know, a lot of the other stuff is, uh, you know, like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, you know, and then we're home on Sundays. And then everyone, we come back to Nashville and then everybody heads back down to Meridian uh, for two or three days and then back up to Nashville. And then we'll roll back out Wednesday night or Thursday morning or something, you know. Um, but, uh Man, we we'd love to start going over to uh, to Europe, you know, and uh, the UK and stuff, man, and uh, and and playing, which is what what we're hoping will happen uh, with the release of this new music and stuff, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, we we just we try and get out really anywhere that we can physically make it, you know, and not go broke. Uh, <laughs> get there, getting there and getting back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> A big focus of this podcast is is really emphasizing and and really highlighting you know all this great music that's coming out of the southeast and you know is it to, if we say that it's like a, a revival or a movement is that kind of overthinking it is it just you you know this is the kind of music that comes comes out of you guys down there out of your soul you know like we talk about in the Muscle Shoals documentary saying that music came out of the water or the soil and it seems to me like you guys like have this thing you know all these bands down there a lot of these bands down there have this almost encoded into your dna like it's like a, a responsibility that you enjoy and take on so you know is that do you see it as that like a revival of the southern rock or is it just guys going out and playing rock and roll man i i think you're i think you're right yeah i mean i, I think it's kind of in the dna you know i mean uh uh just because you hear some of the similar little nuances i guess you know from so many of these cats uh in this area that are playing you know the rock the southern rock thing um but yeah i i think it's just kind of you know everybody down here was kind of brought up on somewhat similar musical influences i, mm -hmm. I guess you know um and and so but uh but also man i, I think it's it's a movement again man you know because it's you know, you always had bands out there doing it. Like, you know, like I saw you guys posted some Black Crows stuff uh, a day or two ago, you know, and they've always been around doing it, you know, but um, it just didn't seem like there was a ton of bands right. doing it, though, you, you know. And, and so uh, now, man, it, it does seem like, you know, things are opening up a little bit. And you, you, just, you get more more folks playing that kind of stuff and, you know, kind of going under that that genre they're at sub genre listing i guess you well, know what well, you guys actually play instruments and i think a lot of people are really looking for bands actual bands that go out and play instruments can play live can do it with what you guys do because there's been a gap for i think a lot of, a long time particularly in popular music yeah right yeah you're exactly right man you're exactly right you know um and yeah i, I think it's i think it's going to kind of come back you know like uh like in country, you know, you had Chris Stapleton mm -hmm. kind of bare, bare basics. I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I no. Just, you yeah. know, it, it's not so poppy. I not guess. the pop, right, right. 
you know, and that's kind of making a bigger comeback, you know, like I guess more the roots of the country stuff, the old Hank Williams, like that kind of yes, right, yeah, 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 man, and and so yeah, I, I think you'll, you know, uh, Brian, like you said, it's kind of like a movement, man. You know what I mean? Where you're kind of getting back to the back to the real deal kind of thing. You know what I mean? I, I see a lot more long hair and long beards out there, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I could grow my hair long, I would. I try to do the facial hair, though. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> you spoke about influences. So, like, who who are really your, your big influences? Um, you know, as a band, you know, it's uh, – th- there's a ton of them, man, you know. Um, but, you know, the ones that we all really agree on, you know, obviously the Allman Brothers and – Skinnerd, um, uh, the Black Crows, you know, um, a lot of the older country, you know, Merle Haggard and mm-hmm. Raylan Jennings, you know, and um, uh, the Grateful Dead, you know, um, and so it's uh, uh, we all end up having a lot of the same influences, yeah. You know? um, but um, and yeah, it's it's mostly you know the the good classic stuff, man. The, the doors you know it's yep. a lot of obviously older acts you know 60s and 70s sure uh, acts well, and stuff. well again i think this is like brian talks about the revival of southern rock i mean it really is it is like the 70s all over again where double guitar driven a little bit melodic a little jammy um we're starting to see that a lot more like it's the 70s again and people are really built upon we don't have MTV. We don't have really radio anymore. You got to get out there and play like the old school days where all these other guys from the 60s and 70s did it too. So it's almost like we've come full circle from those kind of the, some of those bands that you mentioned. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's, uh, I, you know, when Brian, when you mentioned it was like kind of a Southern rock movement earlier, I mean, that that's actually, you, you know, you're kind of seeing that like we talked about in the country world too, you know, and then uh, like, yeah, Greta Van Fleet, you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the kind of Zeppelin-y yep. kind of sound and stuff, which is which is cool too, man. You yep. know, and, mm-hmm. so that's that that's uh, I'm happy to to see it, man. You know, I am too. It's nice to see guys like you guys, some dudes like her, like 20 cranking stuff out and just getting after and playing live music, just just rocking out. There's so many people, so much of audience that just missed having this in our lives because. Hey, we can always go back to the Zeppelins, Who's, Allman Brothers, all these guys. But to have modern music come back and, and be with the kind of those, that style and those sensibilities, it's fantastic. And just people are dying for it. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree, man. I agree completely. You know, we hear that from a lot of people that we meet, you know, uh, out playing and stuff. And they're like, man, it's, we're happy you guys are kind of, you guys are bringing it back, which obviously we're, you know, we're trying to just be part of. Yeah. Know, you know, well, you guys are doing a good job being part of that and bringing it back and being supportive in that group. And we wouldn't be having this podcast if I don't think there's, uh, you know, this revival and this yearning for this style of music. Yeah. Well, thank you so much I, for saying that, man. You know, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you, man. It's, you know, it's definitely it's definitely re- reviving it all back, you know. Yeah. You got to hit the road and play. And like I said about MTV, so I've, I have two t- teenage kids. They don't even know what MTV is. Like, they don't even watch it. Like, I don't even watch it because they don't play music. So that's dead. You guys just have to go out in there crush it on the road. Uh, you have a lot of concerts and performances on YouTube, which I think brings a lot of people in these days, too. So really, I mean, all these bands these days are really self-made and kind of 
building up with their audiences over time. So I guess where I'm leading is, and this is usually a Brian question, but what is your relationship kind of with your, with your audience you have? Uh, man, it's, it's actually really good, you know, and it's like, uh, they're really, uh, uh, interactive, I guess, you know, like whether it's on social media or, or, or anything, they're all really, uh, it's really cool, man. You know, uh, We've met some some of the greatest folks, man. You know, from all over the country, um, and they're, you know, they're, you know, they range from like in their teens, you know, all the way up to sixties and seventies. You know what I mean, and and everything in between. So it's it's pretty cool, man, because uh, you know you also have just people that are really predominantly, you know, predominantly listen to country music. You know, mm-hmm. and then you got cats that listen to like you know, uh, a little heavier rock and stuff, but they all, they all listen to us, you know, or yeah. not, well, you know, you fit in that really well too. Cause I mean, depending on the song, like you got the fireman, which is a little bit more of a country song and right. then a lot of stuff on star city, which is much more Southern rock, almond brothers style, um, too. So, I mean, you guys absolutely kind of fit in with kind of both crowds. It, it's really cool, man. Yeah. Cause we, you know, you kind of end up having that more mass appeal. I guess, you know, nothing I mean? wrong with that. It's marketable. <laughs> yeah, man, you're absolutely <laughs> Plus right. It's fun. You're not pigeonholed to like, we're trying to sound just like this. It's like, Hey, we want to sound like whatever we come with the song idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Cause we've, we've been booked on some, <laughs> some festivals where, you know, uh, you're a little unsure if what the first couple songs <laughs> you're playing are going to go over or not. You know, but then once you do that, then you throw a couple of universally appreciated cover songs in there or something, and, you know, and you ease in, and then by the end yep. of the show, everyone's, uh, everyone's enjoying it, and you know what I mean? So I, so oh, I know what you mean, yeah. You know, we're, we're always concerned. You know, just wanted to make sure that it was as, I don't know, the term would be as, uh, like, a universal uh, appeal. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, just but people enjoy music. It doesn't matter if it's country or rock or whatever, but you guys have a sound. I think any of those crowds or just rock crowds would enjoy. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's uh, very kind of you, bro. I want to piggyback off, off Jason's questions about the, you know, about the fan base, because in this day and age, you know, we've already mentioned, you know, there's no MTV support. There's no FM radio support for you guys. And, uh, you know, my question pertains to my T-shirt. Like, when Blackberry Smoke came out, and I think they kind of, you know, first of all, we're all here, too, because of the Black Crows. And I think once that their nucleus, the Black Crows, kind of went away, and even a little bit before that, around then, the Blackberry Smoke seemed to be the, the band that grabbed that torch and I see them as the flagship for everybody else. And I'm wondering if you see that the same way. And one thing that they said when they first started, they said, we're going to be a fans band. You know, we're going to be, you know, we have these Facebook groups to contact with our fans. We're going to build this brick by brick. So I'm wondering if you guys see them as kind of like the the flagship. And if you follow that example of like just building building your success brick by brick and really having your fans as a family. Is that, is that the case? As absolutely the case, man. I, we all love Blackberry smoke, man. Those guys rock, you know, and uh, I think you're absolutely correct, man, where they kind of picked the torch up, you know, and they, they totally did it like grassroots campaign kind of thing, you know, uh, you know, and so that's, 
that's kind of where we uh that was the same thinking that 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 we've had you know and you know bands like the drive-by truckers kind of did it grassroots Mm -hmm. well you know just playing live and as much as they could and um you know and so that's that's always been our way of thinking as well you know and yeah and you're absolutely right man you you kind of build it brick by brick uh fan by fan you know what i mean and and uh go out and talk to as many folks and shake as many folks as hands and stuff as you as you can and um you know and and uh try and you know sell a cd you know or, <laughs> or any or a download now i guess you know and and so uh yeah but definitely brick by brick man you know that's uh that's also a much cheaper way of uh doing it instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars you know trying right. to chase radio or or anything like that you, you know which um that was also why we were wanting to do it grassroots because that was about the only option we had you know and yep. and uh and it, you know you just hopefully you, you you feel better man after you know just working so hard and then you finally see something you, that you built over however many years you know what i mean and so it's uh and it's a lot of fun while you're doing it too you know heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> the new song whiskey helps us crushes it that's a heavy thing i love that song yeah. it's, it's kick ass and love it. you know uh, you know what is your guys's writing process uh well thank you guys both for saying that man that, yeah. that's cool the song is good and the advice is good because i follow both <laughs> know, right yeah uh well, i'm more of a jägermeister guy but you know oh. that too, but it just didn't have the same uh singability i guess you know <laughs> Um, but, uh, man, you know, whiskey helps, uh, actually James, uh, uh, one of our lead guitar players, he wrote that, um, and then brought it in cause normally we, we all write stuff, uh, together, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but that he, he had already had that song and we just kind of changed a couple of small things. Like we changed the intro up, um, and, uh, just some different things, uh, yeah, the, the bridge, we changed that one up a little bit uh, from how he had it, you know, to make it more uh, more band-ish, I guess, you know. Yeah, and so, yeah. Um, but, uh, but normally, man, we all write together. Like if somebody has an idea, they bring it out, you know, and, and then everyone kind of uh, contributes, you know what I mean? Yeah, so with you guys spread apart now with a lot of the dudes in Mississippi and you in Nashville – are you using anything like GarageBand recording stuff, sending you guys stuff so you can go work on so when you're together you can you kind of know what's up? Yeah, man. We actually uh, use that voice memo. Yeah, <laughs> on, yeah, sure, yeah. On a lot, you know. And, yeah. uh, and James down, he's down kind of near Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, which is where, uh, long story short, which is where PV uh, is based okay. out of. Yeah, you know? yep. And they have a company um, – it's digital. It's like digital recording equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's called Audio Media Research. Um, and so uh, James knows all those guys real well. So uh, they actually hooked him up with a, a full on endorsement. Um, so he had a, he got all this stuff to kind of build a small little home studio, uh, wow. which sounds unbelievably. Yeah. And I mean, it just, you know, you, you get so much cool stuff from so, so you know not not much gear i guess you know yeah yeah yeah. um and so he's been using that a lot you know and then um but yeah man we're definitely sending recordings back and forth between everybody and 
trying to get lyrics, you know, we were trying to get lyrics written mm-hmm. and changes written, you know what I mean? And then, uh, so it was, it was pretty cool process, man. Cause we normally, uh, would all just get together and bang it out. You know what I mean? And so obviously with, with this, it was a whole different process, but well, still, you know, you know, almost, yeah. you got to be creative in a, in a different way, I guess, you know what I mean? Well, but, if this pandemic hit 40, 50 years ago, it'd be a lot tougher than it is now to stay engaged, write songs and kind of build on this stuff. So I guess one way we're sort of fortunate with all this technology. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. I guess 40, 50 years ago, we'd be, uh, mailing, mailing tapes. Yeah. Like tape from a four track. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a four track in my basement somewhere. I can't find cassette tapes to put in anymore. Oh man. You know what, dude? Uh, I find a lot of stuff, uh, like that on eBay. Yeah. Uh, people have all kinds of old gear like that and stuff. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool. I, I love vintage gear, man. You yeah. Know, I'm a big vintage gear guy, man. I enjoy it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Clint, man, I'm having a blast on this here and I don't know how much I have left, you know, uh, so I usually kind of throw this over to Jason to, 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 you know, see if there's any closing thoughts. I know one thing that we'll say that you're talking about gear is like, we're planning on every month while having like episodes that are just about guitars, you know, so the, so the guitar guys, the gear guys. And so if you ever be up for something like that, you know, down the road, we'd love to have you talk about, you know, whatever it is you like playing through your, your rig and whatnot. So, oh man, absolutely. I'd love to do it. And I tell you what, the other two guitar players, the two guys that do the most of the, or all the lead stuff, just about, um, I'm more of a rhythm guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, uh, James and Ted are like ultra gear geeks and they would probably, absolutely love to be part of anything like that as well you know what i mean yeah uh, guitar guys are always gear geeks uh, that's just part of the territory yeah oh man i i love it dude you know uh i'm not as uh knowledgeable i guess as those guys are but uh i definitely learn a lot from them man you know yep. well now clint you got me to run the gauntlet at the end of the show which brian throws so now get now the questions get tough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um, hey, you guys have really, you've played with a lot of an eclectic list of bands, too, from Cinderella and also Tom Kiefer, Poison Six, Vince Neil, Snoop Dogg, Three Six Mafia, man. How does all that stuff get lined up, and what do you learn from playing with such a diverse group of people? You know what, man? We've just been lucky uh, that different promoters, you know, uh, have, have stuck us on these shows that are just really you know, that have just different genres of music on there, you know, like, uh, uh, like I said, we, we, uh, we always booked ourselves, you know? And so, um, just hooking up with different promoters and stuff. And they're like, all right, man, I'm gonna get you guys to open for collective soul and sticks out at Sturgis last year. And it was like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yes, <That's>, please. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's great, man. You know, we're, you know, we're, lucky to get those spots man too you know because there's so much uh there's so many bands out there man that are all trying to get that spot you know or you're trying to get these spots and stuff but it's really cool man you know uh uh especially if you're a fan of whoever you're playing with or opening for you know what i mean and yeah uh, i'm a big tom Kiefer fan you know yep. oh man cinderella uh, like just yeah for sure. We're trying to get Tom Kiefer on the show. Hopefully one day we'll want to have him. 
Yeah, dude, that would be awesome, man. Uh, you know, I've not met him, but uh, I'm a big, big fan of, of and his solo stuff, too, you know. Oh, great. That album he just released this past year is really good, too. Have you listened to it at all? Yeah, man. Uh, is that is it Rise? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it's Rise. Yep, that's it. Yep. We played with him at a, uh, a bike rally called the Blue Ridge Run in um, Cherokee, North Carolina last year. And it was it was really cool, man. You know, um, he, he still rocks it. You know, he got those great guys play. always got like miscategorized. You know, they came out with the hair metal and they they looked like that, but they did not sound like that. They were straight on like hard blue, like the, a bluesier version of Aerosmith. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Long Cold Winter is one of my oh. favorite of all time, man. You know, so that's one it, of the best shows I ever saw was that tour. This Long was, Cold Winter tour. Dude. Was that with the Bullet Boys and Winger? Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. You, you played with the Bullet Boys, haven't you, or no? We toured with them uh, back in like uh, 2014 or 13, yeah. maybe. Um, okay. We did like 21 shows or 23 shows, something like that. And it was like the worst routing known. <laughs> <to them. laughs> and it was in the dead of winter. And most oh. of the shows. We're up in the Northeast. I was going to say Northeast, <laughs> Midwest. I'm sure probably the fan base is that's with those guys. So, yeah, they, I, they're great, though, you know. So it, it, it was a lot of fun. A little we were, smooth up in you. That's it. <laughs> they, they ended that. I think they ended the each set with that, you know, each I night. think that's their big hit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great, though, man. They're a great band. And we learned sure. a lot from those guys touring with them, you know. And, it, it was cool. It was a little mismatched, uh, I thought initially, but uh, we were like, "Yeah, hey, you know what, man? It's all good. We'll we'll make it work." And it ended up being a real cool experience, you know. So it was uh, it, it was a cool thing, man. Yeah, getting back to Tom, I don't have his last record, but I have the one before. But yeah, I, I've uh, corresponded with his manager, so hopefully we can get him on here. But I just, uh, man, I really thank you for coming on, Clint. Man, this means the world to us, and this Heck this yeah. podcast is new and we're hoping to grow the audience so i just thank you so much for being on that means a lot to us and we're going to be supporting you and playing your music and you know just thank you i love star city get that album guys it is a melodic like great southern rock harmonies it's beautiful i can't wait to hear this full new album because i love the new song whiskey whiskey helps but go out and get star city right now people Hey, thank you guys very, very much. It's been a pleasure to chat with you guys, man. And we'll, we're definitely going to help spread the word on the podcast and stuff. And, man, we can't thank you guys enough, honestly, for for it, for listening and, and especially for, for having me on, man. We'd love to yeah. come back time, brothers. Good time. Be safe out there when you're out and about or even home. Stay, stay, you and your band stay safe. We want to hear more from you. Yes, sir. Thank you, fellas, so much. All man. right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, brother. See you again you sometime. Have a good one. And that was our interview with Clinton Woolsey from uh, Stone Senate. Um, As always, like a lot of other of our guests, uh, it was a great interview. And what did you take out of that, Jason? One, I met he he was great, really great to talk to. Like everybody we've spoken with so far has been super personable and just just happy to have a chat. So um, that's great. You know, his perspective of, of trying to be a working man in Nashville, along with a lot, there's a lot of competition and even less opportunity now given COVID and just kind of see what it takes for those guys to get going. I thought was pretty interesting too. And how they try to manage the band with a lot of dudes um, down in Mississippi with them in, you know, the, the core of the band still being stationed in Nashville and tried, uh, tried, try, you know, try to keep things going along from that piece. What, what do you think? 
Well, also that he talked about wanting to do like an acoustic thing like Jar of Flies from Alice in Chains. I thought that was very interesting. And they do, I uh, just saw recently they released, as we talked about before, um, the acoustic version of Whiskey Helps. So we're definitely going to get that on the Facebook page. I really enjoyed when he talked about, you know, like, you know, knowing the guys from uh, Them Dirty Roses and they just kind of have their little support group there with with bands that are about right on the same level. And I, you know, thought that was great. And his compliment about Tyler Bryant and, and you know, and, and just, you know, everyone that's kind of on their level or just above there in Nashville. Yeah, and there's, there's two things I want to go back to that you just said. One, the acoustic stuff. That's really like those guys would do a really great job with an acoustic album. The dogs barking in the background. We love dogs here on uh, all things blues and southern rock. It's, it's great net net sound. Um. So, anyways, my apologies. Usually, no, it's all good. Away. Um, but talking about the acoustic stuff, I sort of said, hey, you know, I, I've seen you guys do a couple acoustic performances online, and you guys are really good. One, their vocal harmonies are really nice, so it lends itself well to the acoustic stuff. And then, like you said, it's like, hey, he thought they would love to do an acoustic album set like um, Jar of Flies with um, Alice in Chains. They would be fantastic at doing that. And I think when you see the acoustic version of Whiskey Helps, um, I think people are going to pick up on that and know where we're coming from. And then part two is... Um, Everybody we've spoken to, and you always ask the question, what's your relationship with these other national national bands or their competition? And it's like everybody is there to support each other, like you said, to help each other, to bring each other along. You know, there's no national radio. There's no MTV anymore. These guys don't have those outlets. So they sort of bring each other along, help them out, get shows with them, promote them. I love that. I think that's great. And that's one of the best things about what's going on right now. Um in the world that's helping the music industries, these guys are really all becoming kind of brothers and a family and, and supporting one another. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they uh, come out with uh, some new music. I think we kind of touched on that a little bit. So I'll definitely look forward to that and look forward to when we can talk to these guys again. It was just great. So you got any other closing thoughts? No, it was great to speak with Clinton. Uh, you know, it'd be hopefully a chance to speak with him and the rest of the crew at some point. I wish those guys all the best. Um, go out, get Star City, check it out. It's out there on all your streaming services with the buy physical copies of. Listen to the new single and be ready for that new album that comes out. All right. Well said, Jason. And on that note, always remember, Southern Rock is reverent and blues is blood. We'll see you next time. I choose But it's handed me a bruising I don't go looking for fights But I've done my share of fighting Between the dark and the light Lord, I just keep a trying I've learned some lessons along the way Making it double is all I can say Helps when your heart is hurting. I'm just going with what's been working. I feel nothing at all, or I feel like hell. I've been down and I get the feeling something's up with the cards that they're dealing. Everybody's on me to try something else. But now, 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 